Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. So good to be back. Book Club. It's my favorite. I say Let's that every talk. week. <laughs> Let's just dive right in. I really want I've to. I've been so antsy to talk about this book. I know. Like, I finished it a while ago. Yes. I, I was able to get hard. it at my library at the beginning of the month. And so I'm like, oh, have you read it? Oh, oh, I just, and yes. then I'm like reaching out to other friends. Like, have you read this by chance? And they're like, no. That's exactly it. I was so talking to my sister waiting. and she's like, I've started it. I'm like, well, finish it. <laughs> What's wrong? Come on. Hurry up already. Anyways, but before we jump in, we need to talk about February's book club pick. Because here comes February. We're almost there. Right? Yeah. So our book for February is Bewilderment by Richard Powers. So excited about this one. I am really excited too. Very different. Yes. Came out September of last year. So relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, a different kind of book for us. I don't. I feel like we haven't really... Yeah. Anyway, I kind of like when we... Pick Try something a little things. out there. Yeah, I do have, you know, I've never read anything by Richard Powers, but he is familiar with me. I've had um, the overstory on my to be read list since it came out okay. and just have not gotten to it. Yeah, he's written quite so, a few now that yeah. I'm like looking at his. But I've heard fantastic profile. things about the overstory and I believe it won a Pulitzer Prize. Wow. So um, amazing. That one came out in 2019. Yeah. And so it's not even need to get to it that Gosh. long ago, yeah. actually, but tons of ratings there. Um, with how new Bewilderment is, it still, it already has 20,000 ratings with a 4.03 like average rating, average rating. which is yeah. amazing. Right. So I feel like we're on to something here. Yes. Very hopeful. Should we read I'm hopeful too. the synopsis? Yeah. Give us the synopsis. Okay. The astrobiologist Theo Byrne searches for life throughout the cosmos while single handedly raising his unusual nine year old Robin following the death of his wife. Robin is a warm, kind boy who spends hours painting elaborate pictures of endangered animals. He's also about to be expelled from third grade for smashing his friend in the face. As his son grows more troubled, Theo hopes to keep him off psychoactive drugs. He learns of an experimental experimental neurofeedback treatment to bolster Robin's emotional control, one that involves training the boy on the recorded patterns of his mother's brain. With its soaring descriptions of the natural world, its tantalizing vision of life beyond, and its account of a father and a son's ferocious love, Bewilderment marks Richard Powers' most intimate and moving novel. As at its heart lies the question, how can we tell our children the truth about this beautiful, imperiled planet? Wow. Right? There is so... I'm super interested in this because I have a little bit of a... My interest here is... Um, I have a son who we've done neurofeedback treatment with. And really? it, when you are looking for something to help your child, when you've seen your child struggle, you're almost willing to do try anything. Right. You become desperate as a parent. Yes. And it, the craziest treatments are like, okay, that's the next. Yeah, we'll do it. That sounds good. Somebody fed this to me. Fish oil? You bet. I'll, I'll, snake oil, I got, you got it. Yeah. Yes, I'm seeing the difference here. Because you just, you just want need okay. something to work and nothing's working so far. So then you just try the next thing and it becomes a very desperate feeling. Yeah. And so 
in my opinion, the neurofeedback treatment we did with my son was very successful, and I'm very grateful for it. Now, is that everyone's opinion on it? Probably not. Right. But did it really do anything? Or is there a placebo effect? Or I don't know. It seemed to help. Anyway. I am um, so interested. So I'm super interested in this from that perspective of I think I'll be able to make a connection with this parent in looking for solutions help and helping son. your son. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, already it tugs on the heartstrings, right? Like yeah. a, a boy who loses his mother, a father who's trying his best by his son with yeah. the loss of his wife. We're dealing I with mean, trauma. We're dealing yeah. with, yeah. While also intertwining the stars and the cosmos, like... I'm just intrigued. Right. Anyway, yeah. it's different. I'm the, excited the about it. The astrobiologist part of it is the part I go, eh. <laughs> and I'm that just going the like, sci-fi tell for me, me which a is little not. bit about how we're tying that in. Like, yeah. I feel like it's going to have some sort, play a part in his son's treatment. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Well, and they're bringing, we'll like, if his mother and is dead, how... Do they use her brainwaves? Yeah, that's what they said. It was like saved brainwaves or... How do they do that? They saved it before she died? Like How would what? they know they would need them? And how do you save them? Yeah. Like, what does this mean? I'm excited. I'm very interested. This all sounds very interesting. Kay. We'll find out. Yep. Read along with us. We would love to hear your thoughts on Bewilderment by Richard Powers. Okay. Now, are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's talk. We are going to talk Let's today talk. Jody about Pico. Wish You Were Here Yes, by Jody Pico. I am so, so excited to talk about this book. Okay. Just a quick synopsis, a reminder. Yes. In case you it. didn't read it but just want to listen to the discussion, we have a girl, Diana. She, a woman. She's a yes. woman. She is um, an art seller. She works yes. for a company that sell, buys and sells, well, that- art. Acts as the company that will do the selling for the owner of right. the art. Yeah. That was kind of a complicated description. No, but we know what you mean. And she originally, as a child, loved to to paint. And she was an artist. But when, but then she decided to change paths and not be an artist. She would just sell it to become one step removed, which is right. this whole thing. Yeah. We can go And that, that is... Totally because of her relationship with her mom, who's an artist, too. Well, she's a photographer. A photographer. Artist. Yeah, very well known. Yeah. That took front row to, in her life. Mm -hmm. Over her. Over parenting. Yes, she wasn't a great mother. She was never around. Yeah. She was off photographing the world and following her art. So she didn't want to ever be like her mom. Right. So she's like, well, then I'll do this. I'll go this route. Yeah. And became quite successful. Yeah, she and, was moving up. Yeah, she was doing great. Um, she has a boyfriend who they are quite serious. They live together and are on their path to marriage. She's found a ring in a drawer. Yep. Is expecting a proposal. Her fiancé, Finn. Finn. Is a surgeon. Yes. A doctor. A surgeon? He's yeah. a surgeon. He's working at a hospital. He's New York City. New, newer at this. Yes. Like just starting his career um, in the medical field. And they are planning to leave the next day on their trip. To Isabella Island in the Galapagos Islands. Which, on my bucket list... Would be amazing. So, my son's been there. What? 
Bennett went a couple of years ago with an educational group. Cool. Right? So cool. And I'm so jealous. Yeah. And so I, as I'm reading this and they're explaining places, I'm like, Bennett, Bennett, did you see this? And I'd read it to him and he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no. oh, yeah. So casually. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, tell me more about this. Like, <sighs> he has no idea appreciate the coolness of I the know. fact that he's been to the Galapagos. It's so cool. That's such a unique place to have traveled seriously to. and like they've planned for years for this trip like yes. it's they've saved and planned like well it's like this isn't something they can it's just like be like cool oh let's go to the galapagos next month no they've been planning and scrimping for a long time to be able to make this happen for them right and right before they're about to leave it's like when the pandemic hits hardcore right. and the city is shutting down covid is just so this is march yeah of 2020. 2020 it's just the rumors are going on and everyone's still at this point in the now we're not really gonna close no our schools aren't gonna close right. no, our, this is like that this is crazy deal. why is it really should i be scared yeah that kind of mentality and we all lived through that yes. like i remember talking to you at um our book fair at the school and yes. you had talked to your sister-in-law who works in a hospital and you were like no she says we're gonna be closed down she and i was to like go to the grocery store stock up now and i was, and like, I was okay. like no it's not <laughs> and then we have our book club that week we did battle of the books thursday yes and then the next day no everything school. was done there was no school nothing it was closed down and i'm like huh well she was right. Right. Weird, <laughs> like, huh? It's an And then remember like the toilet paper, you couldn't find toilet paper, yeah. like all the shelves were empty. And I was like, thank heavens, I have already been to the grocery store. I didn't go to the grocery store because I really didn't Listen, think. Karen like, knows what everyone's she's like about. stocking up and I'm like, we're going to be just fine. Carrie knew. There were, I didn't, yeah. I mean, we were, we were fine. Sure. But I think there were times I was yes. like, huh, are, are we going to have... We did run out of flour. I've never in my entire married life ever ran out of flour. We ran out of flour. It happened. Because, A, we were home and baking all the time. Everyone was baking. That's all we yes. were doing. We never used that much flour. There would never be a reason to run out of flour. And all of a sudden, you can't find flour anywhere. I know. It was the weirdest thing. That was the thing. Flour and yeast. Yes. Which I never everybody made bread. bread. But I, that's what I did. We Is made bread. We made thing? pizza crust. We made... And we couldn't get those two things. We ran out. And I felt like I I remember buying like those little baby flower packs. Like it's like a the little tiniest package. little thing because that was, I was all like, that was I on the shelf. I never buy a little one. Like I always right. get a big one because you know you're going to use yeah. it. But I'm like, no, I'll take the little baby. I'm like, I don't know how fast I'm going to go through this. Yeah. But I'll well, take it. And I went like every day at 7 a.m. for a while to get flower because that's where they said we unload the trucks. Your best time is to come at 7. First thing. So I was there at 7 a.m. and there was one bag of flour and me and a lady both walked up upon it at the same time. And it's hard. Like, Who got you kind it? of just want to be like, let's cut it in half. Like, yeah. I don't really need 20. It was a big bag. Mm. I don't need 20 pounds. I've never bought a 20 pound bag of, That's flour, a lot of before. flour But that was all that was there. And I'm like, you you take it. And she's like, no, I I mean, I have some. I'll be Okay. And that's kind of the conversation. Do you have any? And I'm like, I have none. And she's like, you take it. I have a little bit. I just wanted to have a stockpile. I'll keep coming. And very civil. It was Ugh. very civil. So I did I end up like with a flower. Of the time it was. But that's, yes. you know, I, 
have a stockpile of toilet paper. So I was never really worried about that because I buy that at Costco all the time anyway. So toilet paper wasn't an issue for us. Although you did start to think, okay, well, if I do run out and they don't restock, what is our next step? And so we had discussions like, we'll just shower after we go to the bathroom. Like, (laughs) if we don't have toilet paper... Well, and I think that was the mentality of most people. I think most of the time it wasn't a desperate need. It was the fear of it becoming a desperate need. So I'm going to make sure that I have more than enough so that I don't need. Well, and I think that came from like our conversation when I was like, no, we are not going to shut down this. You can't even fathom a world that shuts down and schools canceled in the middle of the school year. No. So that came true. So then the next step is I can't fathom not being able to get something off a grocery shelf when I need it. And well, the last thing came true. So is this going to come true? Now we hit this. I'm going to stockpile everything because no longer do we have that assurance that things are going to be there or be the same or totally that it, it came from a a place of scarcity of it was, it was totally, we were scared. Absolutely. Just didn't know. In Wish You Were Here. Okay, back to the book. Right. I mean, that was our, like, experience here. We watch it all shut down. But in the book, Diana, mm-hmm. they they were supposed to go on this trip. Finn can't go because he has to help he has at, the to stay at the hospital. He's now. like, they all need hands me. On I deck. can't go. Yeah. And so he's like, you should go. Like, we've been planning this trip. You should go. And she's like, I can't go without you. And he's like, no, go. So she does. She does. She gets on the plane. She does her whole thing. She gets to this special Isabella Island, right? Yeah. The very remote island at the Gal- in the Galapagos. And everyone is le- leaving as she is arriving. She's arriving. Because the island itself is also shutting down. And she is like the last boat into the island. And given the opportunity, do you still want to get on? Yeah. And she's like, um, yes. I'll stay here. Even though it's shutting down. But yeah. she does it because someone's like, you're the type. They couldn't handle it would, or something. You would go. You're not going to stay. Yes. You're going to be scared and turn around. So she kind of was like, no, I'll I'm, show you. I'm going. I do things. So she gets on the boat. She heads to the island. The island shuts down. The hotel shut down. She can't stay at the hotel. She they won't honor her reservation. No place to stay. Everything is closed. And in quarantine. And it, yeah. Like, so there's a... a what do they call it when they sh- you can't go outside from certain hours to certain hours? There's oh, a- they had. Oh, I can't think of that word. Me. Yeah, they had. Um, I can't remember what's that word. Uh, you know that word for when they shut things down and you can't go out past six or you can't go out before two. That that is what they did. Yes, and so she can't get to the grocery stores. She doesn't. She doesn't have cash on her. She needs an ATM, but the store is closed. She can't get anything. She has no place to stay. Nothing. Yes. It's just crazy. So she finds this old woman, abuela. Uh-huh. She somehow, like, interacts with her Sees because her. they don't yeah. speak the same language at all. Right. And so that's, like, all hand motions and whatever. And she realizes that Diana needs help and, and allows her to stay in her Back apartment. I, yeah, I imagined like a, it like its own little... Its own little separate living quarters um, that were available. Nobody was living in it. Like a little apartment type thing. Yeah. On her property. Yes. And so she goes and stays there. 
And Abuela doesn't have a ton of food, but she does make some food here and there for Diana. And drop it off to her, yeah. yes. But ultimately, she doesn't have food. She doesn't so have she, like, at one lot. point, like, goes and is able to get into the market. Someone's in the market. Mm-hmm. So she, they let her in and let her get some food. Yeah. Like, old school credit card machines, like, like the whole the thing. The carbon copy instead of yes. an actual. And she doesn't have, the Wi-Fi is not great. The service on the island is not great. Super so she spotty. can't. Well, she can't phone home to tell Finn anything. She's not being able to send out a text or an email. Occasionally, if she like she's walks re- in the right place, yeah. she'll get. Um, she's receiving a text emails. or is it an email? It seems like emails, but it made me wonder, like, why can't her emails go out? Yeah, like you would think, but it sounded like none of her communication back right. was going through. Right. Nothing was coming from her to Finn, but she was getting information from Finn mm-hmm. about what was going on back in New York and how awful, through, yeah, yeah, how awful this the sickness was, and it was spreading like wildfire. At this point, I'm that's all believable and good story. Mm-hmm. This is where I found it unbelievable and was not liking it. Okay, Gabrielle. Gabriel, Gabriel, yeah, and his daughter. Yes, I felt like she. So there's Gabriel, who is a man on the island that she meets, and then this daughter who is angsty and struggling with some issues. Their mom's out of the picture, and so it's just dad and the daughter. And the daughter goes to school somewhere else, and she's home because of the quarantine. Mm-hmm. But she could have stayed with her host family by the school, but showed up at home. And dad and her having major teenage angst issues with each other. So I feel like Diana jumps in and starts like a part of this family and try like super quick, super quickly is trying to create this relationship with the what's the daughter's name again? Beatrice. Beatrice with Beatrice mm-hmm. and is talking with the dad on what, you know, how to help her. how to help her. And she's got all the advice because, you know, she's super experienced. with She teenagers. doesn't have any kids. She, yeah, nothing. And so um, I was like, that was a little eh. bit much as well. I have to say, like this whole experience, like her time on the island is like half the book. The first half of the book. Yeah. Yes. So, like, she spends a lot of time there. Like, I mean, it sounds beautiful, right? Like, you're listening to her exploring the island as it is totally deserted. Like, yeah. she's not running into other people because other people are actually obeying quarantine rules. Right. And she's like, she well, no one else so is here. So lonely. she goes out. Yeah, she is. So completely so lonely. lonely and isolated. And so she's swimming and hiking and. And then she becomes friends with Gabrielle and Beatrice. So they like spend time together and he shows her the island. And yeah, he starts, she starts going on these adventures with him and it starts to be a little bit more than just acquaintance. Now, this was where it was hard for me. Okay. Because I'm sitting here going, okay, yeah, already like you are so close to them. And I can kind of get it. Like, I think a lot happens in, like, people talk about their quarantine buddies, like those who are single, people who are single, yeah. but quarantined with other single people. Right. Like, I you do need think, connection. Yeah. And Believe you probably yeah. did become, you would become close quickly uh-huh. in that, those kinds of conditions. Right. But, like, she's been seriously dating Finn. Expecting a proposal on this trip. Like, they have planned, like, they talk about their future together regularly it's not like this new thing like they have planned 
the where they, they want to live, are committed. how many kids they want to have, they want a dog, and I mean the whole bit. They know what kind of house they want. Like they have it and planned. a timeline and a oh, yeah. overly planned young adults. And within a couple of weeks, she is questioning and making choices that would put in jeopardy this relationship. relationship. Yes. yes, I just was like. It what, all seemed real? so fast and unreal. Yeah, that happened super fast. Yeah. And, and don't you feel any guilt? Like, so that's the whole thing. So I'm sitting here. My original thought as we were reading about her going to the Galapagos, being in the Galapagos was, this is unusual for Jodie Pico. Oh, so unusual. She usually has, like, some twists and things. And I'm like, are we really just reading about but someone's usually, love interest? Yeah, like, to me, this first half of the book seemed like a... Almost a rom-com. Not yes. romantic comedy, but a romance story. Where yes. it's a bit unbelievable. A little dramatic. A little dramatic not a typical Jodie Pico. And no. I did not like it. Was it was just kind of weird. I was kind of disappointed. Like, I was like, okay. It's just, it was a little slow. And therefore thought, oh, she pumped this one out too fast. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, wasn't... is that what? And so when they started to, like, have a romantic... Yeah, like interactions. I, I was like, is that really what we're going to like how she makes a decision between this longtime boyfriend in New York or like this unrealistic life on a beach on an based island? off of quarantine and nothing real? Like this is so not I'm real like, life. Yeah. And I'm like trying to get on board. Like, okay, well, what's she gonna do? Like, let's think about it. and I'm like, this is kind of lame. This I was so disappointed. I thought it was very lame. And I was thinking, not that it wasn't beautiful, and I didn't want to go there. I did, but absolutely. I was like geared up for a Jody Pickham. The description of the island, spot on. Mm-hmm. I could see myself there. Oh, Fantastic gorgeous. writing. The relationship with the people, with specifically Beatrice and Gabrielle, was a little too fantastical for me. Yeah, it was just not. I wasn't buying it. I mean, I appreciate that Gabrielle was so kind to her where she's on this island alone yeah. and it's quarantine and nobody really knows what's going on. Like that was nice of him, but like that, it felt really extreme. Right. It jumped in very serious, very quick. Yeah. Weird. I was so disappointed. And then. So they decide he's going to, for his birthday or her birthday, a uh, birthday. Yeah. Right. Um, he takes her on this special to the special part of the island that's off limits to everyone. He keeps taking her to all these off limit places. Oh yeah, like this breaking rules left usually, and right on the right. One of them island. is like usually, um, only locals. Yeah, this last one was like not even locals are allowed to go here. Yeah, this is and they swim in this cove or something yeah and they both get kind of caught in currents she gets caught up in a riptide he can't save her yeah and she she goes down under drowns. and it drowns yeah right like they, you think she, she de- can't get a she breath died. you think she's died yes and then she wakes up she in wakes new york city in a hospital so then you're like wait they got her all the way back to new york totally what i how thought how did they do like a Medical evacuation. In Are we going to go into that during a quarantine? During Would they really do that? Would they do that? Do you have brain damage? Do you have... Oh, no. She was never on the island. So she wakes up to find out... She had COVID. She had COVID and has been in the ICU... On a ventilator. On a ventilator for two weeks? Yes. Was two it weeks. two weeks? For two weeks. And 
on the island. She had been on the island for a couple like months. three months. Three months. A long time. Yeah. So her two-week ventilator was three months on the island. And the whole island, she never even went to the island. I was like, it wait It was a all minute. a ventilator dream. No, I was like, wait, wait. No. Wait. I she was so went. relieved that she had COVID and was on a ventilator <laughs> because the, I was not liking... The story on the island. But then I was like, but it has to be real. Like, it was so real. And that's what I loved. Her trying to figure out how was that not real. Like, she was grieving these real real people. Yes. While she's on the island, her mom dies at the care center back in New York. So she's thinking. She's grieved her mom. Her mom has died. And she only. So she didn't already have a very good relationship. Which I felt like. Was very real. Like, her feelings when she finds out her mom died, and she doesn't... She's not really sad. Yeah. Right? She's kind of, like, numb. Or, like, well, you know, she's gone. I didn't love my mom. Like, she wasn't great to me. I loved my dad. I mourned my dad. But I don't mourn my mom. I felt... And I felt for her. Obligated to... Take care of her. Take care of her as she was ailing. Mom was in a care center for um, memory loss. Mm -hmm. And... So she ended up being the one to figure out how to pay those bills and where to put her and go visit her every once in a while. And so, yeah, she ends up seeing her being able to FaceTime with her but right before on the she island. Dies. And then she dies and she wakes up in the hospital, not knowing that that wasn't real. Like she hasn't put all like she's putting all while. the things together of what's real and what's not real. And then the super interesting part is, yes, we've heard the stories of what was happening in the hospitals, especially in New York. How crazy it was. The doctors with bruises over their noses from the masks, the lack of equipment, the procedure of putting all the PPE on and off and everything. And that is in the, like, it goes through, like, what? Who was allowed to come in her room? Who wasn't? What the procedures were? Ugh. Okay, here's oh, my hang-up. Heavy. Okay. I mean, it was awful. And you get it. Like, you... It's like reliving it. Yes. Listening to this or reading the book. It's, like, very detailed and it's spot on. This is where I was super, like, I don't know if it was on purpose mm-hmm. or just a misstep. Yeah. Couldn't have been. Jody knows what she's doing. So, this is where I had questions. Okay. When she is in her coma for two weeks... Uh-huh. And Finn is, like, sending her messages. Like, you kind of realize that those emails that she was getting was when he would come in and sit down and talk to her. Yes. So, she right? was hearing that information. But in her dream, those were the emails Finn was sending her. Right. While she was on the island. And that's why it was, like, never... You didn't know when he was going to yeah. come in. Right. And see her. So, it was, like, random. When she would all of a would sudden, like... get these messages when they yeah, would actually would come through. Ding. Okay? Yeah. So, he describes things that happened, like... Six or eight weeks into quarantine, not two weeks. Mm. Like the body bags in in those like cooler trucks. Piling up. Yeah, the cooler trucks on the street. The Yeah, because they didn't have anywhere to put the dead bodies. Do you remember how the hospitals horrific that, that were that just was? being set up in yes. And then they were making mass graves because they couldn't bury these people fast right. enough or they couldn't or they were waiting for that you couldn't have the incinerator yeah. to be able to um 
burn the bodies rather than right. bury them. So they were put, they were just waiting for their they had turn. This body pile up. Yes. Those things didn't happen in the first two weeks. Yeah. I, it doesn't seem like it would have happened that fast. No, I feel like that was happening a little bit little down bit the road. Down the but road, she like was getting that April, information. May. So it was like, was she seeing the future? Right. Or did they just write it in for just the story? To cover line all of the things that, that were, were happening. happening. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That didn't really stand out to me. I just kept going, no, that hadn't happened yet. That yeah. hasn't happened yet. Because he really, like in all of his emails, goes into quite detail about yeah. all the things he's experiencing at the hospital. And it was all things that were experienced. Right. But the same with when her mother died. Her mother died in her dream. Her mother dies. Uh-huh. Later, because she wakes That's up and true. finds out so that her is, mom didn't die, actually. Actually, then. But does eventually die. Yeah. So, did she somehow have this ability in her dream she saw state what was coming. to understand what was happen- going to happen? And yeah. it was near future. It wasn't right. like... Not way out there. Right. Super interesting. I don't know. I know. I didn't and so I kind of sat there and one. I go... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, all these things happen. But that was the other thing that I thought was super interesting was like they they talked about all of the restrictions being made and all the things you weren't supposed to do, but like she kind of breaks every rule. Yeah. Like even on the island, she goes out she doesn't stay in her room. No, she doesn't. She's out, she's swimming around with I mean, she's not around people. Right. But she is out. But she's out and about. And I mean, she's sometimes around a couple of people, but her group yeah. is small. Yeah. And then even like when she wakes up in real life, she goes and visits her mom. So she's taking taxis. She's walking. Yes. Like taking an Uber. Yeah. To see her mom, right? Doesn't she take an Uber the first time? Mm-hmm. The whole fact that you've just had COVID, the rehabilitation process oh of being. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. On a ventilator for two weeks. So the things I learned about this, I had no idea that being on a ventilator for two weeks would put your body into such an atrophied place. Like it's like starting over. She had to, like, she couldn't even, to sit up, you get so dizzy from sitting up because you haven't sat up in two weeks. The blood in your body is used to circulating a certain way. So she thinks she can just get up and go to the bathroom. Like, no big deal. And then she's got this occupational therapist that's like, okay, well, let's practice sitting up. And she's like, sitting up? Yeah, she's a a healthy... 30-year-old woman. Yes. Like, I can sit up and she sits up. And so learning that, like, I had no idea the toll it took on your body to be on a ventilator and to be in a coma for... Only two weeks doesn't seem like that long, but she has some serious rehabilitation that she had to do and to learn about all the things that are typical when you've been in a coma, like the coma dreams, the ventilator dreams, the um, not knowing what is real. Yeah, like these are all things I had no idea. I had no idea. So not even necessarily related to COVID, but related to being on a ventilator. Yeah. And- in a coma what, yeah. or something of that sort. That's, right. You're out. For her drowning, that was them, like, she fe- really felt that way. Her yes, lungs were like filled with breathe. fluid. She couldn't yes. breathe. And she's coming to, and, uh, like, the, yeah. This is crazy. All the things that your body starts to shut 
down because of lack of use. Yeah. And all the, not only physically the movement and the motion, but like internally, like your organs have to kind of like rebuild their strength, right? Yeah. So like to function properly and the damage that can be done to your organs. Yeah. Your lungs, be the, the lack, like they were explaining something about when the air goes in and then something, it stretches out those cells or whatever mm -hmm. and it causes, it can cause this, like the risk of the side effects of being put on a ventilator are... I didn't know. Like, yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I knew it wasn't a great thing. I mean, thing. I knew, but it was helpful. And if you needed it, you needed it. Yes. But it's not used willy-nilly because right. it comes with a lot of downsides and hard things to come back from afterwards. Yes. I had no idea. It's crazy. It's wild to hear a firsthand account, what this is giving us of someone and the research she did of people oh, who were yes. on ventilators just and had that. COVID. She talks about that at the end of the audiobook, Which was so fascinating. That was really interesting. The different people she mm -hmm. talked to and became. Like, can you imagine you dream something that feels very real to you and everyone tells you that it's not real? Like, can you imagine? How can it not be It's like be when she real. touches base with that one because she starts to do research, right? Mm -hmm. About is she the only one who's ever had this experience and finds out that she's not. There's other people who have had like really vivid dreams that feel very real and weren't real. And so she talks, she reaches out to this one guy in particular who who dreamt while he was on a ventilator that he was married to a woman, had a daughter. Uh-huh. And lived a life, like a very normal average life, but had these people that he right were in was intimate relationships, right? Like a Absolutely. wife and a, daughter and a daughter comes out to find out he's engaged to another woman, and that that's, that none of that supposedly is true. But he still like follows for that them. belief and is he believes yeah, they're somewhere. They're still out there somewhere. He and can't he's let that to go. Find he, them. Yeah, so wild. I just can't even like. Our brains are very complex and fascinating, but it is like, that's mean. It is, it is very mean. I just, I can't even imagine. Like, you had a life, you had a wife and a child. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. And now just today you don't? Just How like do you get over yeah. something like that? That right. was very real to you. I don't know. I felt like that. that is the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it made me so sad. sad. I was like... But wait, it, it, he want, and, and how it ruined, right? He didn't, he no longer was engaged at that moment. You know, once she yeah. touched base with him, it was like, well, well no, I've how got could this, you be engaged to someone else? And how could this woman have be a child engaged somewhere. to someone who thinks that I've just lost them? Yeah. I thought but that it's was so crazy. real that you can't come back to what your previous life was. That is so your fiance, crazy. your life, null and void. You would actually, I feel like you would have to grieve like they died. Yeah. yeah. And like, treat it like it but was it real. it still seems real even after you wake up. Like for us, when we dream, there's always some sort of fantastical thing that um, makes it be like, well, this is a crazy dream. I'm so, you know, like you wake up knowing, so glad that wasn't real and it was a dream. But this you wake up and it doesn't appear a dream. It was real. It was so real. It was real so to you. realistic. 
I think I just think that was so devastating. I and loved you know, that twist, though. It was super, it totally redeemed the book for me. It totally did. Well done. I know. Way to make it make me hate the first part so much that the twist in it made that part I disliked part of a book that I love. I really want to talk because about because yeah. of that. And I'm switch. like, what about this? And you know, she has to come to terms now because she has to grieve. Yeah, I mean, because what in her dream of the Galapagos, it sent her down a road where she had to question all of her life choices, mm-hmm. right? And she does. It really makes her start questioning her relationship with Finn, her job, her judgment of her plans, mother, her mom, her relationship with her dad. What is this all? What I thought yeah. before. Or can I broaden my thoughts on these things? Is this what I really want for my life? Yeah. Do I want to continue these thoughts? And, you know, she ends up changing everything, right? Yeah. So she goes back to school. She becomes an occupational therapist with her art, using her art in that way. Which I love. I totally loved it. And she breaks up with Finn and two years later goes back to the Galapagos Islands where she meets someone. No, no, she doesn't. I don't. Refuse to believe that it was Gabriel. <laughs> I refuse. What if? No. Nope. No. But that makes what she dreamt a little bit real. Nope. And it can't be. That's too fantastical. No. But you want to, uh, huh? Uh, 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 You're like, it could be him. real. No. Wouldn't that be like? No, it can't be. Uh, but I would say this. Like, the one thing that I walked away from with... um. All the things that she went through with COVID, having COVID, I can't necessarily relate to that. But just the experience of quarantine, the experience of the past couple of years, and her reevaluating uh-huh. her life and what she wants, I feel like that was super relatable. Yes, because we were then looking at things. We look at life differently now. Yeah. COVID has changed us. Absolutely. For the good, for the bad, it doesn't matter. We are a changed society because of this pandemic. And these experiences. Like you talk about the amount of people who are changing their jobs, uh who have quit or moved or changed, like all those things. Want to work from home. Reevaluating work-life balance. And relationships. Who's really important to have in your life and who's not? What do you really need? And what fluff in life can you get rid of? What stressors can you get rid of? What's really going on in our lives? Let's clean it up. And it was painful. Uh, It was. Right? But a lot of good, beautiful things came out of it. I think for everyone. I think we can all find... Something beautiful that came out of it. This has not been a beautiful experience. No, by all means, this has been awful and it still continues to be, especially reading this in like the uptick of Omicron. Like, yeah, school closed down last week for us here. We had so So many students out with COVID. We had more teachers out with COVID, way more COVID in our schools than we did all last year. Totally. Like, it, it, so we're reading this book. Back to square one, if not worse. worse Although we know sure. a little bit better how to treat it. The grocery store issue is not as big. It's not the, the same. The panic is not as big. I think we're all a little bit numb to it. And so the reaction hasn't been uh, as great. It's like, is this still happening? We're still dealing with it. But I do love that she reevaluated her relationship with Finn. And I I mean, I was sad that they broke up. Right. It was sad. Yeah. Well, but I ultimately I think, any, think they and, made 
if that's how you're feeling, it's not fair to keep him mm-hmm. along. But I was sad for him because he wasn't as like done, done as she was. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad she was honest with him and moved on. I liked that. I liked her career change. I liked that she settled things with her mom. I liked so much of it. And I do think she should have gone back to the island to see all the island and yes. to compare her dream to that. Yes. I do not think it was Gabriel. I just don't. I can't. Or I'm then open. it ruins the whole thing. And you're I'm open. open. I love it. I will say, I did not love the mother's reasoning for not being around. Right. Yeah. I thought, no. give me a freaking break. You thought you were going to hurt her even when she was like 10? Yeah. Or 12 or 17? Yeah. Like, come and on. you still didn't come around? Like, I, it mom. was weak. That to me was super weak. And there are family members. There are parents who in the military have to be gone along. You can still be a parent and be distant. Yeah. There's a difference. Yep. She was she was distant and, and not, not a, parent. a parent. Yeah. I just kind of so was like, I and can't she was super forgiving. Diana there. was very forgiving and like understanding. Like, oh, it was like her eyes had been open. Like, yeah. oh, now I understand. And I was like, no. No. Actually, no. You suck as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a fabulous photographer and wow, what a life. But a sucky mom. Yeah. That's not yeah. an excuse. No. You don't get to. No. Kind I of. Agree. I didn't love that. Right. Anyway, what a great but book. I loved it. So what did you give things. it? I gave it four stars. I gave it four stars as well. I, I, Even after like being really confused throughout the first part. Like, this is it? Not loving the first part. I loved it then when the twist happened totally. and it was all a dream. I loved it. So I haven't read a book in a really long time with as big a twist as that. I know. And that was super fun. It was. Loved it. Loved it. Very good. So thank you for, hopefully you read along with us. Thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear thank your you. thoughts on it. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, share with your friends. And thank you to Amphibious Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your, your book club. club.